Yeah. Oh, is this the service beginning? <laughs> yeah, the 1030 service is, um, wait, are they still? Oh yeah, 1130 because they do healing. And then after healing, which they, you know, usually- I'm sitting in a rocking chair in a small, charming town in Western New York. It's postcard perfect Americana. The streets are lined with colorful Victorian houses and quaint B&Bs. It's the kind of town where people wave from their porches and hold movie nights in the local auditorium. But if you look closer, you'll see this town is different. How many places can you go where you go to a coffee shop and people are talking about the, you know, the spirit people that walked around their bedroom or their living room that, you know, and you hear it at all the different tables, all the different things. Or, and of course, then there's the lovely sign in the, in the Maplewood Hotel lobby, no sands is in the lobby, please. <laughs> I'm Sam O'Brien. And this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Lilydale, the world's largest surviving community of spiritualists, a town with the unofficial motto, no one dies in Lilydale. Even if you don't believe in ghosts, stay with me. In this town, there's more than one way to connect with the dead. More on that after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. I think, and I, a lot of people have told me this, that you don't know what it is when you're crossing into the gate and coming in here. But to me, there's almost a palpable sense of not just spirit, but the energy of you know, a higher reality, you know. Sharon Klinger is one of 36 registered mediums who come to Lilydale each summer. She makes the trip from Cleveland to spend several months serving spirit. This means passing on messages from the dead to the living at both public services and private sessions. Some tourists come to Lilydale seeking a spectacle. But spiritualism is more than just a sideshow. A lot of the people who come here don't know that spiritualism's a religion. They just know that we talk to dead people. Um, so, and, but it's much more to us. Yeah. You know, it's much more to us. It's a very holy and sacred thing. And... Back when Lilydale was founded in 1879, there were as many as 8 million spiritualists in the U.S. and the U.K. But since then, the religion has lost steam. 
To get a sense of how small the movement is today, consider this. There are around 17,000 Catholic churches in the U.S., but there are only 75 churches devoted to spiritualism. And among the handful of spiritualist communities that remain, Lilydale is the largest and most popular. Sharon first visited Lilydale 40 years ago. What drew you to come here? Oh, I've, I've been coming here since the 70s. I mean, I came here um, with a friend and um, with my um, ex, and um, God bless him, he's in spirit now. As a working medium in town, Sharon has a packed schedule every summer. On top of private readings, she serves spirit for large groups in Lilydale's main auditorium several times a week. I attended one of these sessions during my visit, and Sharon was electric. She moved up and down the aisles, cracked jokes, and talked to members of the audience about their uncles, mothers, and siblings who were now in spirit. It was like she was part preacher, part therapist, part stand-up comedian. Sometimes I see the most ridiculous things, and I just wish I could have a screen and, like, show a movie of the things that I'm seeing, because they're so just ridiculous. Was yesterday the day I saw the naval boat? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a huge... I didn't know it was a naval boat. At first it was just a boat, then it was a ship, and then, oh, it's a naval ship. It's just tons of Navy guys disembarking, disembarking. Most of the mediums I encountered at Lilydale worked this way. First, they receive images or parcel messages from a spirit, and then they try to identify their target in the audience. Take the example you just heard from Sharon. She might start by asking something like, does anyone in the audience have someone in spirit who served in the Navy? Several hands go up. Then, after more communication with the spirit, were any of those relatives named Charles? Did any of them smoke a pack a day? And so on, until all the hands but one would go down, and the real conversation would begin. Sharon calls it playing trades with dead people. Yeah, some people are clairaudient. If I were clairaudient, they could just tell me what they want to say, but I'm clairvoyant, so I have to get all these visual messages like that great big moving van that only two boxes came out of, you know, that kind of thing. Mediums like Sharon have to grapple with visitors' high expectations when they come to Lilydale. Those who are seeking to contact a spirit aren't typically looking for idle chit-chat. They're often seeking healing, closure, or forgiveness. Do most people who come seeking, like, reconciliation, do they get it? Often they do. But it, that's not, does, it's not over in one reading. You know, it's something that I have to, you know, tell them you need to meditate. They have to carry on the work. It's not something, it's, yes, enlightenment can happen like this, but then you've got to do the work to keep the enlightenment in your mind, in your heart, and you know, all of that. Because spiritualists believe it's possible for the living to communicate with the dead, the healing process is unique. For one thing, you don't have to get closure all by yourself. If you still have that one thing you'd like to say to your father, you can say it. If you're seeking your sister's forgiveness, you can listen for it. There's a saying here, there um, are no dying and there are no dead. That's what we think. That's what we feel. Now, if you come to Lilydale expecting the residents to all be new-agey women with flowing scarves and crystals, you'd be wrong. In addition to being a spiritualist and the local historian who runs the town museum, Ron Nagy is an Air Force vet. 
and a former prison guard. He was also immediately suspicious of me. Like, how, how did you come to be oh, the historian? Oh, no, 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 no. No personal questions. No personal questions. Well, are you from I here? I just talked least? to Joanne. I said, I'm not going to talk about it. No personal okay. questions. Are, you, I'm are, not in the mood today. You're not from here, though? Or? No. Oh, okay. When I visited Ron at Lilydale's museum, it took him over an hour to warm up to me. But we ended up talking for almost half the day about the town and the people who've kept it alive for the past 140 years. He showed me maps and black and white photos from Lilydale's early years. Six, seven, eight or more streets there. Yeah. All the lots were full. So in 1887, they bought from North Street all the way to the lake. When the town expanded, there were some growing pains. Take their forest temple, an outdoor space for services. Back in the late 1800s, it was set up in a pretty poor location. There was a fence. The whole length of the property went all the way down. And there was a pig farm on the other side. They would have Forest Temple, and there was a pig farm next to it. The pig farm from next to it. Those people were tough. Yeah, that kind of ruins the vibe. I feel like if you're ruins the vibes. <laughs> you can't hold your breath that long. Despite setbacks like this, the town continued to grow. It gained followers and fame, and the museum is filled with artifacts punctuating this history. Ron walked me past chalk tablets used for writing messages from the dead, hotel guest books that recorded famous visitors, and even a collection of paintings allegedly created by spirits. But aside from seances and ghost paintings, spiritualism was radical for another reason. It gave women real power in the 1800s. Most mediums were women. They still are. And beyond their own communities, spiritualists fought for causes like women's rights and the abolition of slavery. Ron showed me a wall devoted to Lilydale's role in fighting for women's suffrage. We stopped at a photo of Susan B. Anthony, who came to Lilydale to give a speech in the auditorium. Susan Anthony was not a spiritualist. She was here, she had a reading, and she says, I didn't like that person when they were living. I don't want to hear from them now when they're dead. That's Susan Anthony for you. It's easy to get the impression when you're visiting Lilydale that spiritualism is still a thriving religion. But it's not. Like Sharon said, today, most people don't even know that it is an actual religion. And it's also become a bit of a punchline. I think that's why Ron was suspicious of me. Many outsiders come to Lilydale skeptical or judgmental, thinking everyone here is either gullible or lying. But that's not what I saw. I saw people who seemed to sincerely believe the principles of their faith. And many practiced that faith in a way that actually seemed healthy. While most Americans push death to the margins, Lilydale keeps their dead close by. So are these all shingles from? They're shingles from mediums that passed away. I put some of the more prominent mediums up there and some of the When a prominent medium passes away, the shingle that once hung in front of their house gets added to the wall at the museum. It's a patchwork of colors, fonts, names, and stories. The town is filled with memorials like this. So is there anything you'd recommend me checking out while I'm here? What's really cute is the the fairy trail. 
Is that where they scatter ashes? Did I read well, that? Well, so, that, sometimes they put the ashes there. And if you walk towards the, the stump on the left-hand side, it's, it's a pet cemetery. Oh. That's nice. I took Ron's advice and I visited the fairy trail. On a short path through the forest, there were several adorable figures of fairies and gnomes, along with small memorials and prayer cards. One showed a photo of a young man and a woman. It said, Not a day goes by that you aren't missed. While I was in Lilydale, I attended several services. Out of respect for everyone's privacy, I wasn't permitted to record, but I'll explain a bit here. Some of the medium's readings were vague. Some were incredibly specific and accurate. And some were totally off the mark. This happened at all the services I attended. But what also happened was this. One woman laughed about her mother who passed away decades ago. She remembered how her mom always overdid it with the maple air freshener. Another woman was comforted by a medium and fellow audience members as she recalled a miscarriage. Whether or not the mediums were correct wasn't important. It was the time spent talking about death, for processing the love and the grief for the people we've lost. As I listened to other visitors talk about their loved ones, it was clear that this safe space, a space without skepticism, without judgment, it had value to them. And now, I get why Lilydell has survived for so long. But then again, maybe this isn't that surprising. After all, you can't kill the town where death doesn't exist. Special thanks to Sharon Klinger and Ron Nagy for sharing their stories with me, and for everyone at Lilydale for welcoming me. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Casey Holford, Peter Clowney. The episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Sam O'Brien. Thanks for listening. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.